Hey, Soraya. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing all right. You? I'm doing pretty good. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we started this new series where we're going to talk about side projects from guitar players from the Paisley Underground? Vaguely. I vaguely remember. <laughs> yeah, you've had, a, you've had a nephew, a new addition to the family since then. Yeah. A new king so, added to the royal court. Uh, uh, yes, a <laughs> new family member and very, very welcome, sweet baby. Oh, congratulations. So, yeah. Yeah, now comes the fun part. Yeah, <laughs> being an auntie, the best. Oh my gosh, I love it. Both my brothers did a great job on making me an aunt. So nice, nice. Yeah. So back to the series. So we started with Louis Gutierrez of the Three O'clock and his band Mary's Danish, and yes. uh, the guitar player from the Bangles, Vicky Peterson, and her project um, with Action Skulls. Yep. So we have two bands left of the primary uh, bands from Paisley Underground. We have Rain Parade and Dream Syndicate. What are we doing today? Why not go with Steve Wynn and Gutterball? Yes. Which also has the amazing Stephen McCarthy in it. Mm, yes, indeed. I don't think you can go wrong. No, no. So let's get started. Let's do it. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agarubiar. Let's get groovy. I think people should have been tipped off by your t-shirt. Yes, yes. I actually planned that this time, which I do occasionally. So this t-shirt from Dream Syndicate, um, These Times album, uh, I think it was like a, what did they, it was a little package that they offered. Yeah. It came out and it also, also had a sleep mask. Yes, sleep mask. Yeah, I have it. <laughs> I haven't taken mine out of the package. It just sits up on my Me record either. shelf. <laughs> but it's pretty, yeah, pretty, it's pretty darn cool. There. Yes. Oh. Um, yeah. Pretty trippy is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So is so is the cover. So oh very, yeah. So there we could have picked several guitar players from the Dream Syndicate. We could have gone with Carl Percota's side projects, which he's had a few, Paul B. Cutler, Jason Victor. But nope, we went with the one guy who's been with the Dream Syndicate from the beginning, Steve Wynn. And then again, we could have done a couple projects with that too. Danny and Dusty, which we've talked about, baseball project, but nope. Uh, we decided to go with Gutterball, a band that we've mentioned, definitely, but we haven't really delved into a whole lot. So I think this is a good opportunity to talk about Gutterball. Oh, yeah. And I will say one thing about Gutterball. Um, Pat Thomas, our good buddy and author and musician and uh, uh, um, producer, liner notes writer. All around amazing guy. He mentioned about Gutterball, their debut album, which we're not talking about, is in his top five of all Steve Wynn projects. And we know, and Steve Wynn has mentioned this himself, that Pat Thomas is the expert on anything Steve Wynn or Dream Syndicate related. Absolutely. And he places their debut album in his top five of all Steve Wynn projects, which is saying a lot coming from, coming from it, an expert. Absolutely. It's a mark of honor. I, I agree. Yeah. 
So let's talk about who's in. So let's band. talk about a different album. <laughs> yeah, right, right. After that, uh, so the band put out two albums, um, their self-titled uh, album Gutterball, which was released on Mute Records um, in Germany and in the in the U.S. on CD, uh, only in, in vinyl on in Germany. They didn't release the vinyl in the States. And their second album came out in 95, Weasel. And Weasel is the album that we're going to talk about today. Uh, their second and last album, there was another album that was a kind of a compilation of sorts and pulled tracks from each. But Weasel was released in 1995 on Breakout Records, a German label. So uh, they. Okay, Jeff. So I'm going to ask the question the people listening, are asking themselves why weasel and not the debut that's a great Um, question i mean we could have easily gone with the debut which is a great album and as pat mentioned but when i was listening to it there was a few standout tracks that i definitely wanted to highlight so both are great and have great tunes on them but we could have easily picked (laughs) the debut yeah Yeah. i mean Always fun to bring something different to the table. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's got the cutest cover with the cutest little puppy dog. I wonder if that was Weasel. His name was Weasel. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know where the That's title. That's a question came. we get to we get to write down and ask either Steve Wynn or one day another unicorn, Stephen McCarthy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. So that's a great lead, and so you had already mentioned that band members. Um, I've got my um, psychedelic country soul album here. So Gutterball also features Stephen McCarthy. And then a couple of members from a band called House of Freaks. So um, I have a couple of their albums here. So um, what are their names? Brian Harvey and Johnny Hot, H-O-T-T. Um, so they, they also joined. Not House of Pain, Soraya, House of Freaks. So keep your shoes on and don't jump around. This is House of Freaks. So, and um, on... Their debut album, Bob Roop, um, is their bass player. So I know him from Cracker, the band Cracker. Mm-hmm. But in between the debut release and Weasel, they were joined by another bass player. So on Weasel, um, the bass player's name is Armistead Wellford. And I don't know if you've heard of the band Love Tractor from Athens, Georgia, mostly an instrumental band who I love. Um, he, he joins gutterball for this this album weasel so pretty cool got had some pretty cool bass players and almost like a super group i'd say gutterball was yes yeah i I think we should jump into some music i think so okay jeff now if i were a betting person i'd say either jeff or soraya took the lead off track because that's kind of been our trend yeah yep I would say. Am I right? You are definitely right. It wasn't me. <laughs> By process of elimination. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I definitely wanted to start off with the leadoff track, which to me could have very well appeared on maybe a Danny and Dusty record. I feel yeah, like I, I, I could see it. I could see it. Maybe not quite as bar bandish as you might get from a from a Danny and Dusty track with that kind of feel. Um, I don't know if that's the right terminology, but um, 
yeah, I just thought it was a great way to start the album. And I really, really love the tune. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to it. And then we'll talk to it, talk about it afterwards. So this is Transparency, the leadoff track from Weasel by Gutterball. So there's three different guitar players on this, so yes. I'm not sure who who's playing what between the three of these guys, Brian Harvey, Steve McCarthy, and uh, Steve Wynn, of course. Steve sounds great, but um, I was saying it could almost be like a Dream Syndicate song, but yeah. if it, Carl Percoto was playing, it'd be slightly different, but that kind of riff, that da, 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 
But um, this song was written by Steve and Brian, which most of the songs are. But I was reading something about how this project started off and the two of them had a writing session. Um, what, what was it? Like in 90s, early 90s. And I read that Steve had a vacation in Virginia and Brian and Steve got together for a writing session and they wrote most of these songs and that's how Gutterball started. And they actually did some shows and I think it was like by their fifth show, they were signed to, um, uh, was it Electra? Oh, yep, Electra Records. And Mute was kind of a, had some kind of connection with Electra. So five shows in and they've got a record contract and they toured with Black Crows. Oh and we God. learned, yeah, I we learned uh, on our episode with Emil about the upcoming Dream Syndicate documentary, how what a big fan Chris Robinson from Black Crows was. So pretty cool that they got to play opening for for Black Crows. So definitely a full circle. Just wanted to throw that out there, but I don't have a lot of uh, things to talk about for transparency, but it's the lead off track. And I just think it's a great way to start this album, Weasel. Yeah. And I think this is what's interesting to me about, as you were kind of mentioning the some of the various Steve Wynn projects, there's one thread, obviously it's Steve, you know, there's one thread that kind of connects them all, but they all have a very distinct sound. And I think that's what, what that's what's different about Gutterball. And I thought your observation that this lead off track could have easily appeared either on a Dream Syndicate, a Danny and Dusty um, uh, album is because there's a different vibe to this band. And just where you, just when you think you know where this is going to go because that first track is so beautifully guitar heavy and it's, you know, it's got this driving rhythm, you know, bum, bum, banana, bum, but yeah. Then you get my pick, my first pick. And my pick is Sugar Fix. Yes. And it's a different, it's a contempt, con, I'll, I'll speak soon. <laughs> it's a completely different vibe than transparency. So just when you think you know where Gutterball is going, they go, how about this? <laughs> My pick, Sugar Fix. Sugar fix Draw like a hawk when 
seeing that mini freak out of the end. <laughs> it's like, Wee! I love it. Excellent. These are the moments that I love is when it's this unexpected, but complete and total burst of just amazingness, right? So it's loud, driving, you know, the guitars are just everywhere. Like, you know, the dun, 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 grinding the guitars and that drum, right? So it's like, boom, 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 boom. It's like your heartbeat, right? Like, pop, pop. It's a gut punch, this song. But my favorite part, I, you tell me, I think it's a bridge. It could be <laughs> lyrics. I don't know. It's this condescending, computating, complicating, convalescing, congregating, conjugating, contemplating, consummating, waiting. Oh! <laughs> and watch. The next time we talk to Steve Wynn, I want to know, was this song done in one take? Because I bet, I'll bet dollars to donuts, this guy tells us, oh yeah, that was one take. Yeah, we were just kind of, we just started playing and, and going. And I'm like, I couldn't even get through that in one breath. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, kuh, 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 kuh. But again, it's like a boom, 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 waiting for sugar fix. Ah, oh, brilliant. <laughs> Love this song. Yes. And what is this sugar fix? Licorice, I'm hoping. <laughs> hey, man. It can be whatever you want. Hey, we just passed Halloween, so I've, we've got buckets of sugar yeah. downstairs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this song is fantastic. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I love the lyrics, but man, these guitars on this are just sick. And then when you think, Look at how many people are playing guitars on this. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like in my brain, tumbling through, you know, fantastic. Absolutely. I And I definitely hear a little bit of Velvet Underground in this song, mm -hmm. which okay. is a good tie into my track. So my second pick is um, the second song on this album, Your Best Friend. And to me, this definitely has a Velvet Underground feel to it. I don't know if you've seen the new Velvet Underground documentary that's on, it's on Apple. my list. I think it's Apple is mm -hmm. where that can be found, um, which is a great documentary, by the way. And um, just as a side note, they mentioned the term Dream Syndicate a couple times in the, not the band, but the term, yeah, in the documentary, uh, referring to John Cale and some projects that he was doing. So I had to, I had to giggle when that came up. So um I definitely hear Velvet Underground and a little bit in your pick, but definitely more so in, in mine, your right. best friend. Um, the, I'm really curious about the production of this song, Your Best Friend. To me, it has a, more of a, I don't know, a lo-fi quality mm -hmm. to it, more so than the rest of the album. And it stands out to me, uh, I would say, the, it's not as sharp, the production quality, especially with the drums. So I don't know if they were going for a specific sound with your best friend on the drums or if it was intentional or if it was a totally different session altogether. But um, I think in and of itself, the production is fine. Um, it's just different. Uh, so when we listen to this, um, keep note of that, uh, of the production style, it sounds I want to say more lo-fi, more of a muffy kind of sound. I'm guessing it was probably intentional. But um, anyways, I thought it was interesting. 
And um, as we previously mentioned, Brian and Steve do a lion's share of the writing on the songs on this album. Stephen McCarthy is a co-writer for this song. So curious what he came in with, if it was music or lyrics. I don't know, but I'm curious about that. But anyway, so we're going to play Your Best Friend and listen to the production and let me know what you think afterwards about how it stands up compared to the rest of it. Solo, chorus. I love that. I don't know if that was meant to be left in there or the just notes that Steve was yelling out. Just to, so it almost sounds like, like you said, it could be like a single take kind of thing, and just has that definitely definite live feel to it. But to me, those drums that they definitely have a like a muffled kind of sound to it. But yeah. um, so. When I mentioned Velvet Underground, definitely I could hear like Lou Reed singing those verses when, when it gets mm -hmm. to that minor chord or, or whatever, that dissonant part, probably not so much. But anyways, I, I really love love the tune and uh, it's got some energy behind it for sure. But I can, uh, a ton. Yeah, I could see some crazy lights going on at the factory and uh, Andy Warhol over there in the corner, <laughs> just checking checking these guys out. But anyways, that's a song. It probably gets elevated 
a thousand times live. Can you imagine seeing that? Yeah, I can. Here's the thing, I can. Yeah, opening up for Black Crows. I was about to just curse, but (laughs) (laughs) to dial it down. All right. What a great song. Okay, so so for those of you keeping track, uh, Jeff covered tracks one and two. My first pick was further down track seven. And now I'm going to track 11 in the song Angeline. We'll talk about it after you hear Angeline.
great tune. I'm so glad you picked that one. Steve sounds a little different singing this song. <laughs> uh, maybe because it's uh, Stephen McCarthy. But anyways, um, <laughs> sorry about that. No worries. Things that I think are turned off are not. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm frantic. Anyways, um, all I was going to say, first of all, Correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but that's the one track on the album sold with a singular writing credit for Stephen McCarthy. Yes, I think you're right. Right. That you and I have talked before about how great Stephen McCarthy's voice is when he sings lead. We've talked about it before. Yes. I find his voice to just be really melodic and it's such a strong uh vocal and when when this song comes up you got you sit and you listen because you're out Stephen mccarthy this is another really good song great writing and i want to just point out this piece of the song she had a face just like an angel but really jesus only knows what's going on behind those devil eyes because what she's hiding won't show <laughs> oh good because that's like a cold-hearted woman <laughs> but great writing and um it's just this very melodic mellow song so you know we really see a lot from the band on this album we see a lot of different influences and styles and this song really fits with Stephen McCarthy's voice it's, very appropriate and i'm going to use a word here and i'm probably wrong so i forgive me all you musicians but the guitars to me feel big here i don't know there's something about these guitars that just like they continue to resonate throughout so it's like this really interesting backdrop of these guitars and just very rhythmic yeah i love this song i think it's written super well uh very well and um I really like the arrangement on this and it's a it's a cool vibe cool vibey song yeah it really is yeah it definitely has a different vibe than the other songs that we've listened to uh today so i think we did well in 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 uh presenting aspects of this album different aspects of this album but I'm really glad you picked that track because it's a great track. And uh, I did reach out to Steve a little bit about Gutterball. And he didn't say that there was a box set coming, but he did say he wishes that there would be a Gutterball box set where everything that they recorded as a group would be in one set altogether. So that's not saying that there is one coming, but he did say that uh, he, he, he would hope that that could happen so me too hmm. yeah i'm on board with that i'm i'm in <laughs> oh and one thing i did want to mention um about this whole gutterball project um in between the first and second album i believe is when steve moved to new york or about this whole time steve moved from la to new york and in between he did record um one of his solo albums um which one was it um his um melting in the dark solo album he recorded that in between gutterball the album and weasel so 
very very prolific guy he always has been so um, yeah so this was about the time that steve moved to new york and made a big change from west coast to east coast amazing yeah so definitely a big part of the steve Wynn musical history and um for those of you who haven't dug into gutterball i definitely recommend that you do and um whether you start with weasel which is what we picked or pat thomas is one of steve Wynn's best five projects with the debut you can't go wrong with gutterball not at all all right so that leaves rain parade so there's a few guitar players uh in the band that we could talk about some of their side projects but uh we'll see what we go with next week let's see let's see if our listeners can figure out where we're gonna go yeah so your biggest hint is rain parade so (laughs) there you go yeah so we, and, and this person plays guitar yeah yep. <laughs> good luck <laughs> exactly right. exactly so then mi gente agrubiar groove on paisley people Can you just mark the time, make a note of the time? I hope you didn't hear it, but if you did, I just want you to mark the time. Okay. 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 So uh, let's go back.